What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Kicks and Picks Podcast. It is Nick and Scotty here for the Champions League final betting preview. Uh, Scotty, we're, we've made it. Um, yeah, I mean, shit, we're at the, we just recorded our final episode for the, the league calendar. Um, here we are with the Champions League. I know we've had a ton of fun to this point. I think um, for two years, we've done a, a really good job of handicapping this Champions League. Um, you know, we, we had our future last year that cashed. This year, we had our future on Real Madrid as well. Unfortunately, that one did not come due, but I think round by round, we we did really, really well. And um, let's just uh, let's cap that off with a, another nice final. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy that June is just around the corner. No, actually, it's here now, technically. Um, and with it comes, you know, the final game of the season, the, the big one, the Champions League final. Um, so lots to... The good news is there's there's lots to reflect on, lots of learnings throughout this course of season. I think we have a pretty good idea of who these teams are now, especially how they performed in their leagues and also how they performed in the Champions League itself. Um, so although our, our Real Madrid future crashed out this time, unfortunately, I still think it was the right pick. Um, they just didn't quite do enough in their opening leg to to get through. Um, and I think the, the second leg was obviously all city once they got the opening goal. So... Yeah, I mean, I, it, the last one's the big one. That's what everyone will remember. So we'll, let's try and go for like a nice, you know, 3-0, 4-0 record in our, in our picks this week. I think so. I think we can do it. And uh, you hit the nail on the head. I, we, um, you know, I think we had a small opportunity to hedge that that Real Madrid future ticket. Um, We both mentioned that, hey, if they're going to actually get this done, they need to take care of business at home in that first leg. They got out to a lead. They actually played really well. They had a lot of chances to win that game. And once City got the equalizer, I, I think uh, you and I looked at each other like, man, that, there goes our chance. Um, you know, City has been exceptional in the Champions League. I mean, let's get right into how they got here. Yeah, I mean, so they have yet to lose a match in the Champions League this season. Um, seven wins, five draws. Uh, I think all of their draws have been on the road too. So they are, have been a perfect, you know, six and O at home. Wow. Um, and interestingly enough, you know, the, in the knockout rounds, all three of their away matches uh, or away legs, they drew one, one. Um, and obviously that Real Madrid one was probably the biggest one because it's just a different mindset for, for a squad coming into their second leg being even and knowing all they have to do is win the game and they advance yeah. Instead of trying to chase down like a, a slight aggregate lead for the other team. Um, and, and honestly, at home in the knockout rounds, you know, they beat Leipzig 7-0, beat Bayern Munich 3-0, beat City 4-0. So that's, you know, a 14-0 aggregate lead over their three wow. knockout round opponents at home. I mean, they've just been absolutely on fire. Um, offense, obviously, leading the way. Erling Holland has been every bit of, of what people have expected him to be this season. So I'd say better. Yeah. And that, that really was their missing piece. Uh, you know, Aguero was, was a great player for them. Um, obviously the last few seasons he was starting to, you know, show his age a bit. Um, he's not the biggest guy also, so that, that doesn't help. Um, you know, typically those older strikers like Checo and, and Ibra are a little bit taller, Ronaldo, for example. So uh, I think that's kind of hampered him in the goal scoring department and they never really had a direct replacement for him. Um, last year they were kind of playing around with different false nines, but now that they have that true, guy that they can play up top lead the line and, and bag bunches of goals and really can go off on any given match right like we've seen him go off for like four goals and a half already this season um and he's just got that ability to, to turn the game completely on its head so uh 
really tough challenge for Inter in this one. Um, you know, it's it is an interesting matchup in that sense. City all offense and, and Inter certainly more defensive focused. Yeah, I mean, Inter got here on the strength of that defense. And let's be brutally honest, nobody really gave them a chance to even make it out of their group, right? They were in a, a exceptional group with um Barcelona, yep, with um Bayern Munich, and yep. um, you know, they didn't necessarily win every guy. I forget what the fourth team was. Was it like, it was like, mm-hmm. I want to say it was like Villarreal. I know it wasn't, but it was like somebody like that. Uh, Victoria Plitzen. Yeah. The there you go. Okay. I knew yeah. it was a V, a V name. Um, yeah. yeah. So, okay. That was a, a little bit of a whipping boy, but nobody really gave him a chance to make it out of that group. They played some strong games. They scored a lot of goals. I believe they beat Barcelona. I think they took four points out of six off of Barca, um, yep. which was fantastic for them. They, had a quote unquote easier or easy path to the final, right? They played two both teams from Portugal. Yep. Um, they faced city rival Milan. I think they gave up what a total of three goals in those yes. six games. So I mean, really, really locked down on defense. Um, but the good news for them is their offense is starting to click a little bit at the right time. It hasn't gone through the entire Champions League, but you've seen um certainly in Serie A. Lotaro has been on fire. He's, um, you know, came pretty close to being top scorer this year. Uh, Checo has been really good when called upon. He's had a, a pretty even mix of starting and coming off of the bench. And Lukaku has been absolutely on fire for the past month, month and a half. So um, if there was ever a time for them to start clicking and really taking care of business and putting their priorities where they need to be, now's that time. And, you know, that, listen, you can't deny that they deserve to be in this final. Yeah, they, they've definitely earned their way here. Um, defense, certainly the story, those three goals and their six knockout matches. I think the other key part of that is those three goals came in one match. So they have five clean sheets out of their six knockout round matches, which is as good as pretty much as good as you can hope for in the Champions yep. League. Um, certainly helps that, you know, maybe they're playing the, they weren't playing the the Bayerns or the Reals like uh, City had to, but, you know, you can't control that. You control you know, you don't control who you play, you control how you play against them. And they've done just that. So you got to give them credit. They showed up in each match. Um, I think midfield's been strong too. Uh, I think a lot of times we talk about defense, who's midfields can sign, kind of get ignored in that conversation. But I think one thing I've learned from Liverpool this year is a a weak midfield can make a a decent defense look terrible. So um, I think they've done a good job of controlling the play, dictating the play. They play different play styles too, right? Like when you're playing a Portuguese side, it's gonna be a little bit different than when you play somebody like Milan or or Bayern or Barcelona. Um, And so they've been able to adapt. Um, So we'll see how they adapt to city. I I think you've, put that perfectly you've summed that up exceptionally well um because they typically play like something like a three five two um but they have the the wingers that are actually natural defenders um they have the depth where you know they could play more of a four four two type um and, and when they overload that midfield and when barella is playing his game and and controlling a little bit of the game they're hard to stop and, and they can catch you on the counter and that's hopefully what they'll look to do because um Listen, we know City's going to have a shitload of the ball. Uh, Inter's going to do their best to try to clog that midfield. But if um, guys like DeMarco, guys like Dumfries can get out on the wings and really create, use some of their speed and get balls into the middle to Lotaro and Lukaku, uh, that, that's, I mean, it's going to take the perfect game, but that's going to have to be their game plan. Yeah, and I think that's a good segue. So you mentioned it's going to be 
perfect game from Milan or Inter, excuse me, to 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 beat City in this one. The odds reflect that right now. Uh, Inter are coming in. I don't know what the stats are, but I feel like this has to be probably like one of the most lopsided Champions League final odds in, in recent memory. Um, they're coming in as plus 600 favorites against Manchester or at underdogs against Manchester City. Um, City are minus 250 on the money line, uh, plus 390 draw. So obviously everybody's thinking that City are going to run through uh, Inter in this one. Um, do you have any hope for Inter? Like, where do you think, How? let's start there. How would you approach betting this one? Because with a line so heavily favored this way, do you just try and take a shot on Inter and, and just see like, hey, crazy things have happened in Champions League, right? Like City played Chelsea a few years ago and Chelsea pulled the upset. Or yeah. do you try to find creative ways to go and, and get value out of a, a City win in some sort? Yeah, hey, and Inter did this 10 years ago against Barcelona. I know 10 years ago doesn't have anything to do with today, but like you said, crazier things have happened, right? It's possible. So I think, quite honestly, if you're one of those believers, if you're that type of better, um, which I I definitely subscribe to, hey, it's a final, anything can happen in a final, plus 600, sprinkle, right? Uh, let's use the betting term, sprinkle a little bit. I'm not going to put a full unit on it. I'm not necessarily going to go all in on it, but it's certainly possible. Um, and if you're a fan, ride with your team. You know, that that's where I'd like to go. Um, but I think there's worse numbers, but better bets out there if you like Inter. I think to win the cup, you know, they they play a, a perfect game. They get defensive. They hold City somehow to a 1-1, a 0-0. Um, you get into extra time. Tempers flare, red card happens, you get to penalties, something could happen. They're plus 330 to to win the cup. I think that's it, it's if the game goes to extra time, it almost has to favor Inter because they have to have that belief at that point. Yeah, I mean, if it goes to extra time, then it, it certainly, I think, edges in, in Inter's favor. But, you know, the question is they can even get there. Um, so, yeah, yeah go ahead. Draw alternatives. Yeah, I, I think draw no bet plus 425. Um, a very strong possibility, you know, they could play a perfect game and not get a winning goal in, in regular time. So that plus 425 isn't bad either. Um, and you're not really giving up too much to that money line number. Yeah. So I, I was going to bring up the inter team you mentioned, uh, played Barcelona 10 years ago. So the last time City and Inter actually faced was in the 2010 2011 Champions League, uh, season. And in the, uh, opening leg, uh, at the San Siro, City won three nothing, and then in the second leg back at the Etihad, City actually lost three nothing. So, um, not a whole lot of history to go on, really. I mean, yeah. it seems like it's these two teams have somehow managed to avoid each other, even though they've been regulars in the Champions League for the better part of the decade. Um, yeah, it, it's I I really am hesitant to put any money on Inter on this one. I get it. If you want to back your club, by all means, go for it. Yeah. I'm very much in the camp that like this is going to be a, a, a City cakewalk. Uh, just watching them play, especially in like the league, um, you know, trying to chase down Arsenal. They've been as in form in the last yep. six to eight weeks as anybody. Uh, I know you brought up like Lukaku and, and Inter's attack starting to click, but a, a clicking attack of Lukaku and Jekko and Lautaro still pales in comparison to like a Holland and De Bruyne and Riyad Mahrez or Grealish or, or whomever, Foden. Um, it's just a different tier of of ability at that point. So I, I think it's for me, I'm trying to find ways of, of getting creative with, with the, the city lines, um, the spread city minus one and a half is like almost even money. It's, it's I think it's plus one Oh five. Yep. So 
if you really want to keep it simple, then like maybe that's where you go. Because again, if City are, are clicking on this one, they're not going to get just one goal. They're going to get a bag. Um, and I don't know that Inter is going to be able to keep up. Now, that's not to say that I think City's defense is great. I've, we've been on record all season long that I think there's their defense is actually typically one of their weak points, but mm-hmm. um, I'll be curious to see who they start too. Cause there, there've been a lot of inexperienced guys like a getting uh, game time. And I, I don't know that that's where, where Pep is going to go to in a champions league final, but who, who knows? No. And I think that's what we were, or <clears throat> I think we're both trying to say the same thing. If Inter is going to be able to get something done, it's out on the wings and it's putting a little bit of pressure on city's defense and seeing if they can crack. Um, so I'll, I'll take the flip side. I, not necessarily take it, but the flip side of your city minus one and a half is Inter plus one and a half. And that's at about minus 150 right now. That's a lot of juice, but you know, do they keep it close enough to turn that into a winning bet? Just yeah. just trying to throw alternatives out there. So if you like the minus 160, minus 150 juice area, um, I have a better pick for you, in my opinion. So if you take Manchester City and over one and a half, that's minus 165. So just Manchester City money line over one and a half goals, you're going to get minus 165 on that. So okay. if you get like a 2-1 win where Inter score and they're able to kind of keep it close, you're still going to cash that. Um, if you want to start cooking that number up a little bit, and maybe we could talk totals after this, but yep. City win and over two and a half is even money. So maybe that's okay. where where we start to look now is we talked about this being a game of you know City's offense versus Inter's defense. Inter with those five clean sheets out of their last six knockout matches. Do you see this being a game that goes over two and a half goals? Uh, or do you see this being a little bit more defensive? Um, I think our, our friend, uh, Michael Lisi, has a stat that you can share about yeah. how these games so, typically start. So since we're living in the minus 150 realm, over two and a half is minus 150. Uh, shout out, Mike, for, for first of all, being a massive supporter of the show. And we appreciate him and all the work he does. If you guys don't follow him, please check him out on Twitter. His His stuff, particularly around Milan, is fantastic. Um, but so he, he shared the stat with us. It's, it's pretty unreal. Um, the halftime scores of the last 11 champions league finals, there have only been seven goals total. So five games that are zero, zero, one game that is one, one, and then, uh, five other games that were one, zero at halftime. So seven goals total in the first half in the second half. There's been 23 total goals in these last 11 Champions League finals. So really, really, really big um, disparity there. And and what I'm kind of looking at from from that is, is that first half draw a decent number, that plus 145? You know, it does City come out and try to feel their way and maybe not get the goal they're looking for? Uh, Or does Inter surprise people and get an early goal, maybe off of a set piece? And then City has to go all out attack one one. I, I don't know uh, that plus one forty five. It's not the greatest number, but there's a plus sign in front of it. Yeah, uh, it, you know, I think that stat is kind of reflective of how maybe these teams typically settle into the to, to the match, right? Like nobody wants to come out and lose it in the first ten minutes, kind of like Tottenham did against Liverpool a few years ago. Um, Liverpool came out and got a penalty kick, I think, inside like the first yeah. five minutes, and that was really the only goal until Origi sealed it with a second goal in like the eighty fifth or eighty sixth minute. Um, so I, I think there's that like hesitancy to come into, you know, arguably the biggest match of many players careers, um, and kind of give up a quick goal and, and have to be chasing a result. And especially if you're inter, you know, you don't want to be chasing a result early because the way that we both think that they would be able to win this is if they have a really strong defensive performance 
And if they start to open themselves up trying to chase a goal, then that's usually how the score can kind of get get away from you. So, uh, yeah. sorry, just 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 looking at that before you you finish. Um, the under half a goal is plus two forty for the first half. Yeah, and and like that's tempting in a weird way because right, it was, you know, Erling Holland again, great season, incredible player, but we've also seen him disappear in games where he gets you know two or three touches in the first half. You know, he he can sometimes get isolated. If Inter come out and their midfield dictates play, um, then it could be a, a tough one for for Holland to really get involved. And I think he is kind of a, a rhythm striker in, in certain ways where, like we said, he he's had matches where he gets three or four goals and a half because once he gets rolling, like it's a momentum builder. Um, but if he's staying isolated and he's not getting touches of the ball, then you know when he does get those opportunities, is he going to be completely sharp and, and ready to kind of finish it with the usual acumen that he has? Yep. So it, that's that would be the chance that you'd want to take is like, Hey, I think inter can, can control the game. I don't think they're going to give up, you know, 60% possession. I think it's going to be closer to 50, 50. Um, and when they have it, they're going to play controlled. They're going to use the width of those five, you know, that three, five, two, five man midfielder, the, the wing backs coming up. And they're going to use that to kind of keep city off the ball. Um, and almost like in the NFL, right? Like sometimes the best way to beat a, a, a favor is to have a really strong run game where you just don't give them the possession. Mm-hmm. So, if that's their approach, then yeah, I, I would love the under half a goal in the first half. Cause I, I can see it being a very, you know, chess match type game uh, between these two clubs. Yeah. And and I'm sorry, guys, if, we, if it sounds like, I mean, I think you all know where we stand here, right? City is the likely winner of the game. They're the favorite. We're trying to find value. There's really not much to find on city. We're, we're sc- based on what's available today, right? That could change closer to game time. Props come out, goal scorers, cards, things like that. Um, all the value right now is on Inter. Any anything that we're looking at with a plus sign, like I, I'm taking a look right now to score a goal in the second half. Inter is plus one forty to get a goal in the second half. I think that's a good bet. I think that if they're going to get a goal, I think that they do. Um, at some point, I mean, it could be late, could be an equalizer, or it could be the first goal of the match. I, I think Inter could get one here. I think that plus one forty is not a bad number. Yeah, and both teams to score no draw. That's plus 150. Um, so if you really think that City are going to win, but you do think Inter are going to get a goal, maybe that's the way that you go in that sense. So yeah, um, depends on how much you want to, you know, if you want to be specific and you really want to nail down Inter scoring in that second half versus, hey, like I'll take a goal from Inter at any time, but I think City are going to run away with this. But, you know, Dzeko or, or Lukaku will be heard from at some point, and that's the way to go. Yep. For sure. All right. So... Maybe we can start to wrap it up. Let's let's say two picks from each of us. I kind of have one of mine, so I can start if you want. Yeah, go ahead. So I I, I kind of talked myself into the the game parlay of City uh, and over two and a half. Um, can Inter get one? By all means, I think they can. Um, but even if they don't, if City runs away and it's like a three zero win, which I we've talked about, they've they've done that in their three home matches in the knockout rounds. It's it's certainly possible they do that again in Istanbul. I like that at plus 105. So I'm, I'm going to lock that one in. It's basically even money. I really think City are going to run away with this. Um, and it's the best value I can see with a, a City win. Yeah, um, I don't hate it. I, I do think Inter is is going to play a little bit better than people are expecting. Like I said, I think they're here for a reason. Um, they have nothing to lose, certainly, right? They're playing with, with house money at this point. I, I kind of like this double chance for Inter in the first half. So uh, for them to tie or be leading going into halftime, it's currently at minus 120. I actually think that number might improve closer to game time. So let's keep an eye on it. 
Um, but uh, you know, I, I think um, it has to set up that way if they're going to have a chance at winning this game. So let's ride with them in the first half and see how it goes. Yeah, I think that's fair. And, and if there is a way to get a result from an inter wager, I think it's it's something like that where you're playing conservative over the first half, where typically results are, have been conservative historically. Yep. Um, and so I'm actually going to kind of take a weird flip of that, where in the second half I'm going to take the the over on total goals of one and a half. It's minus one fifty. Yeah, I like that. Um, so a little chalky, <laughs> but I think there'll be goals in the second half. Um, you know, it's certainly one of those bets too that you know you might wait and do like a live bet. Um, you can so, maybe let the first ten minutes go no. and then kind of hit that up when it's a little bit closer to even money. Maybe it'll still be like minus one twenty five, but um, usually those last you know from the eightieth minute to like the whatever five or six minutes of stoppage time that they'll get, that's where you get a lot of these chances created and opportunities, especially if the game is still kind of close. Yeah, so I was gonna cheat a little bit, and I think I'm almost piggybacking off of your pick. I, I like that strategy just for the over in general so over two and a half is currently a minus 150 uh we talked about the lack of goals in the first halves i i I think there still could be one or but i think if you wait 15 20 minutes and this game is scoreless that is absolutely a time to hammer this over two and a half and i think it's probably even money or better yeah i mean Uh, i'm I'm on the over at that point you could even take two right? You can get a different number. You could take one and a half instead of getting over two and a half at minus minus one fifty. you can maybe get that over one and a half at minus minus one fifty, or an over two at, you know, somewhere close to even money. So, um, I, I agree. I think there has to be goals in this one. They're just, I, I don't see a way around it. Yeah. I, I think the other thing that plays into that too, is that, you know, Julian Oliver is probably not going to start in this one, super capable world cup winner. I think he's going to be one of those guys that is a, a huge impact sub coming off the bench and, whether or not he actually scores the goal, he's going to be able to create a lot. And and when you kind of get into that second half and second part of the game, um, he'll be a, a guy to keep an eye on. So maybe even if we get into player props a little bit, Nick and I kind of discussed it. There's not really a whole lot of goal score or props that we would love in this one. Um, we have yet to really see the lines, but unless there's something unexpected where you see like a Lukaku out at like better than or, or longer than plus 200 um, or like Lautora comes out at, you know, longer than plus 200, we're probably sticking away from that. The only exception I would make is if you can get like a live player prop on Julian Alvarez once he gets like subbed in. Um, I would wait and make sure he gets subbed in first because that's not a guarantee. But um, if you know he's coming in in like the 60th minute, see what he looks at because he he could be somewhere like in the plus 300, plus 400 range by the time he gets on the pitch. Yeah, and the other thing too is um, Inter's going to really have to make set pieces count. So um, take a look at some of those guys, right? DeMarco has taken free kicks for them. Um Chalinoglu has taken some free kicks for them. So, um, you know, let, let's just see what those come out at. And there could be a little bit of money to be made. I mean, if you, the most likely scorer for Inter at this point is Lotaro. Um, Lukaku has also been good, but, you know, let's see. Um, I'd also be interested in props about guards and, and props about penalties. I think both teams could have a little bit of value there. Sure. Cool. So I guess to recap, so we have four official picks. My two, it's going to be city money line and over two and a half. That's plus one Oh five when parlayed together. I also have over one and a half goals in the second half. That is minus minus one fifty. Nick, you have inter double chance in the first half minus one twenty. Um, minus one twenty, And then a live bet of the total yeah. over two and a half somewhere in the 15th to 20th minute when you get closer to that minus minus one ten, maybe even money. Range. Yep. And that's, um, 
provided that there's no goal up until that point. If there right. is a goal up until that point, that doesn't that a, really a count. A no bet, a yeah. push. But yeah, I mean, just, listen, just again, we we rolled through a lot of things that we think are playable. Um, wait a little bit closer to game time or certainly follow us on social media. We'll be keeping an eye on all this stuff. And um, certainly, you know, DMs are always open if you have any questions or looking for any advice. 